Hi, I'm Jake Willard, and I'm the engagement editor for The Daily Emerald, and you're listening to The Emerald Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to The Emerald Podcast Network, and we're going to talk cross-country today. Uh, my name is Jake Willard. I'm the engagement editor for the Daily Emerald. I'm back again in the podcast booth with Mr. August Howell, sports reporter and cross-country extraordinaire uh, for the Emerald. August, how are you feeling today? West Regional's out of the way. National's coming up. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, spoke with Robert Johnson today. He had some good stuff to say about the men's and women's teams, both heading to uh, Wisconsin on Wednesday for the race on Saturday. And yeah, it's uh, it's the playoffs. It's the whole season. Here we go. Postseason's the the great granddaddy of them all, the uh, NCAA Cross Country Championships. Going to jump straight into it. So, obviously, the women of Oregon, they finished first at West Regionals, took that title, earned an automatic qualification onto Nationals. The men, it was a bit of a different story. They finished fifth at the West Regionals, and they were the very last team to qualify on to get that at-large bid. Uh, into the national championship race. We talked about it in the previous podcast. The men were going to get in by the skin of their teeth, and that's exactly what had happened. But let's go ahead and talk about Robert Johnson. So he's a head coach of Oregon Cross Country. Um, obviously, and there's Ben Thomas, who's the associate coach, who focuses on the men. Helen Lehman Winters focuses on the women, but Robert Johnson spoke to the media today. Uh, our August Howell was there. August, tell us what Robert Johnson had to say about the, the teams going to nationals. Yeah, so Robert is uh, pretty excited. He had a lot of encouraging things to say about the job Coach Helen Lehman Winters has done with the women, specifically on how Helen has been able to merge and gel the team together in such a short amount of time and really you know, propel them into the national spotlight again you know like Oregon Oregon's known for being a great running school but to lose your top two runners and have the coaching transfers it really it's it's incredible that they're back on top as 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 good as they are and he he expects them to keep that going in Wisconsin and for the men Robert had some interesting things to say because of their results at the West Regional it, their results were not typical of what they perform Blake Haney uh, senior was eighth uh, overall, and he normally doesn't finish even in Oregon's top five this season. So there are two ways to look at that. One, Oregon's got a lot of depth, and any one of them can go up uh, and be the top runner. But on the other hand, it doesn't show great consistency that your top one and two guys are not always your top one and two guys and finish you know fourth, fifth, even sixth. On the team, so those are some con- concerning things. But yeah, that's that's the main things Robert addressed today. Well, the quote that we have uh, from Mr. Robert Johnson was that the men are a hodgepodge group, and I would say that's pretty true. Basically, if you look at this team, none of these men really stand out as true cross country runners in, in my mind, at least. Um, I mean, you can look at Jackson Messler. I mean, he's probably been Oregon's most consistent runner this year. If you look at West Regionals, he finished twenty second. Pre Nationals, he was thirty ninth. Um, but pre-nationals is still a little early in the season for the Ducks. And then at Pac-12s, he was uh, 12th. Um, so he's probably been their most consistent, always coming in at about their third runner, sometimes their second. Cooper Tier kind of had an off race at pre-nationals. Um, he finished 37th. But other than that, he's kind of been the Oregon Ducks' uh, first or second guy. Um, so definitely it's a hodgepodge group. I mean, you look at, when I think of Messler, like I said, he he's probably the only one that I could see as a 
true cross-country guy. Cooper Tier has the cross-country skills, but in my mind, he's still more of a track guy. Blake Haney, definitely a track guy. Um, and the Charlie Hunter stepped up pretty well, consistently been in that Oregon group, um, kind of towards the, the middle of the back. But then it'll get like James West or Reed Brown even, like those guys definitely more touted on the track. Reed Brown obviously was uh, one of the high schoolers to break four minutes in the mile, so he was a big deal. I definitely see him as a track guy. So it is, it's a hodgepodge group. It's not really what you'd expect Oregon to be putting out. And in years past, this has been kind of the, the norm for Oregon cross country. I mean, you'd have Edward Cheserek, who was the best of the best. He could do everything. He just constantly going for that NCAA title, didn't matter what distance it was. Um, and then behind him, it was always just kind of like whoever else we could find to get some points on the board. And Oregon, I think their biggest struggle, and I think this has been shown without Cheserek, is that or without they don't have a guy who can get them that low point. Ches was constantly getting them like ones and twos, and from there it's just they could just try to get as many people under however many points they need to win. Now it's like okay, their top guys consistently finishing what like twelfth, like ish around that. Like it's not they don't have that low point anymore, and so they're really struggling to meet that expectation. So I think that hodgepodge group that uh, Robert Johnson talked about is really big. Jumping back over to the women's side real quick, August, Robert Johnson did have a couple athletes he spoke specifically about at the press conference, um, Susan Ijore and Amanda Garich. Um, what, do you, what did he have to say about those runners? Yeah, so he was really impressed with uh, Susan's rise on the cross-country stage, if you will. She has been known as a, a, a track runner, a pure track runner, and um, this last season has seen her really blossom and become Oregon solid. For a while, she was the number one runner, beating Jessica Hull uh, handily. But lately, Jessica's really taken off and become the dominant number one. But um, yeah, the, Robert really spoke a lot about the training that Susan and Helen got into. They're really clicking on that, which is great to hear. Robert said she's the surprise duckling, which I guess makes sense. And on Amanda, uh, another track runner transferred from Utah uh, last season. So this is her first cross season with Oregon. And Robert uh, believes that at last Pac-12, she's coming off the best race of her life. And uh, at that race, let's see, what did she get? Uh, She finished 18th. She finished 18th. Yeah. Uh, And that's, you know, that that is really solid for her. Uh, So she's... Definitely uh, working her way up the depth chart in the, into Oregon's top seven. So you and me kind of touched on this a little bit before we started recording this podcast, but uh, that was kind of an interesting statement to hear coming from Robert Johnson. I mean, Amanda Garrich, like, she's definitely more of a track girl. So running cross country is her first season for the Ducks, but based off of her times, I don't really see what he's talking about with the best race of her life at Pac-12s. Um, I mean, last, when she raced at Pac-12s for Utah, 2017 i mean she ran 20 flat she finished 35th her placing wasn't as good this year she was obviously she came through at pack 12 she was 18th so better place but it was a worse time 2026 of course it varies on the course but i'm very interested in why robert johnson said what he said about her race at pack 12s it doesn't really stand out to me but i mean regardless amanda garrich has definitely been oregon's uh consistent fifth sixth runner so, I mean, she's definitely running well, but it's just an interesting comment to hear come out of Robert Johnson's uh, mouth. What do, you, do you have any feeling about that, August? No, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, it is interesting. Of all the races, you know, Pac-12s, really, it doesn't exactly, you know, jump off the page at you. But, you know, she has been getting more consistent, which is good. So, kind of jumping away from that, we'll, we'll continue on with the the women's team. I mean, you look at the, the runners that have 
ran for Oregon consistently all year and the top seven runners. So obviously the, the team for nationals, the team knows himself, but it's not official. Like the regionals team can change to nationals. And so we saw that at regionals, we saw Jessica Hall run. She finished second. Ijore finished third. Uh, Veronica Pajic finished seventh for the team. And then there was Carmela, Isabella Brower, and then Amanda. And then it was a big gap. Amanda was 29th and then big gap down to our seventh runner, Taylor Shiati. She was 99th. And then interesting to see she ran at that race. But we did get a confirmation from Robert Johnson today that the seventh runner for Oregon instead of Taylor Shiati will definitely be Philly Bowden. And it was interesting. She did not run um, that race. She ran pre-Nats. She kind of raced one, took a, gave a, a race off, raced again. So probably just resting her up. But we did get the confirmation she will be Oregon's seventh runner. Um, and she finished 17th at Pac-12. So she's going to jump right back up in that mix uh, for Oregon. As we look at the the rankings, so we have two sets of rankings coming in. Um, one from Flowtrack and one from the coaches poll. Both of them have Oregon women touted as the number two team behind New Mexico. And August, what do you think about that? That number two ranking seems pretty fair. Um, New Mexico has been pretty solid. But what, how do you feel about that? How do you feel the team has to kind of respond to that ranking and go into this national race? Yeah, I mean, in the past, Oregon women haven't always been ranked super high going into the national meet, and they've and they've done pretty darn well. So. While it's encouraging that they are ranked this high, they've just got to continue what they've been doing. New Mexico, they were first uh, in the mountain region at their uh, regional meet, just like Oregon was in the West. So I don't think Oregon should get too caught up in the rankings. Just just go out and run the race that they've been doing. Uh, another point uh, that was brought up today is uh, about the communication and strategy during the race. And uh, one thing Robert noted was that with Susan and Jessica... Susan had a, a pretty rough race at, at pre-Nats early on this season. She finished 61st, which was you know, way out of character compared to what she'd been doing at the time. And part of the reason for that was Robert said she lost contact with Jessica. And you know, while it's, one might think, okay, you just lose track of one runner, it shouldn't throw off your strategy that much. But you'd be surprised how a game plan, or rather a race plan, can drastically change when you lose track of a partner or you don't see your coach yelling or telling you your splits and the placement like that and so i think it's key for susan and jessica to really work together to try to take down uh new mexico yeah and it's interesting you bring up that well i mean it's not interesting it's obvious you bring up that race because that was the biggest uh fall for susan this year important to note that was on the same course that they're going to run nationals on this saturday so the fact that she ran her worst race of the season on the national championship course that brings a little bit of questioning up to the table i mean does that mean that she's going to make the same mistakes or is she going to learn from her mistakes um is was it a court was the course an issue i mean obviously robert said it was losing contact with jessica but you got to wonder maybe the course was a factor is she gonna get some get some worries as she's on the course again like oh shoot this is where i messed up and this is where i gotta come back so it's interesting to see that that's the race that she kind of fell through but i do think that susan definitely has shown i mean pac 12s finishing sixth sixth west regionals finishing third i mean it's interesting west regionals obviously colorado um was not there uh, boise state kind of filled in but i mean she ran better at west regionals which is the, is the more important meet. Um, so that makes me think that she definitely is kind of locked in right now and we shouldn't have to worry about her. 
but it's still in the back of your mind. You're just if if something goes wrong, you know where the fingers are going to go. It's going to go right to right to that pre Nats race with Susan. But I mean, yeah, Jessica Hall, kind of definitely the obvious leader for the Ducks. I mean, she for second at West Regionals. She was first at pre Nats, and she was second at the Pack. Um, she's just been constantly running well. I mean, those two second place finishes, she was out kicked by girls that are 100% going to be fighting for that top spot. Danny Jones at Pack 12s and Ali Ostrander at West Regionals. Um. Both of those girls, I think, will be in that top, at least the top five of that race at nationals, um, if not the top ten for sure. So, I mean, the fact that she's competing with those girls speaks well to Oregon. It's almost like what we talked about with the men a little bit, like getting that low point really sets you up for success. But the women are 100% different in that they pack run and they're more towards the front. Um, and that's really encouraging to see. I mean, you look at Pajek and uh, Carmela have constantly been right behind Jessica and Susan. It's been a strong pack, and then Brower has been in the mix. I mean, those three, four, five runners for Oregon are just so solid, and that makes it really hard for anyone to really go against them. Um, but obviously, then we talk about the rankings. I mean, New Mexico is the top team. Um, they've got, I believe, they have the top two. Yes, they're the top two individuals ranked are from New Mexico: Wayne Kaladi and Edna Kurgat. Then they also have a bunch of other talented uh, girls behind them. I mean, Charlotte Sprouse coming at tenth. Um, in the flow track rankings. So, I mean, they're going to have their first three in the top 10. And Oregon, I mean, you look at West Regionals and Pac-12s, they've, those are some big, big competitors that they went up against. But, I mean, I think it's just going to come down to, you look at the beginning of the season. I mean, we talked about this in the last podcast, that Oregon XC Preview and the Dellinger, I mean, those were the only two races that they ran before pre-Nats. And pre-Nats, they weren't even in the in the top race. And they didn't really get the chance to face the top competition that they needed. And you kind of wonder, like, is that going to come back to bite them? I mean, August, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think the lack of those strong races early in the season will come back to haunt Oregon in any way, shape, or form? Ooh, man, that's a good question, Jake. Um, I don't, I can't say for certain. I, I honestly can't. Oregon has proven in the past that they they can rebound from a slow start, and they definitely had a bit of a slow start with the with the coaching changes this season. But I I think they've they've proven that they'll figure it out. I think, I think this race, uh, like Robert Johnson said, it's, it's for all the marbles, little cliche, but it, I think they'll be all right. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's why you run the race. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to see what happens. Um, so I mean, I think that woman's race is going to be very interesting. Also, I want to note that flow track has ranked Pajek ahead of Ijore. Pajek came in at 11th for Oregon in the, in the individual rankings and Ijore comes in at 22nd. Um, so Flowtrack does not seem to feel too confident that Ajore can translate her track speed to cross-country nationals. But, I mean, that's why you run to, run to waste, and I think that she's going to be up there. So let's make a quick prediction, August. How do you feel? Do you think the Oregon woman can can vie for – Do it can go at least podium spot, or you can, make a, you can make a judgment up there? But, I mean, how do you feel this team can perform at the national championship race this year? Hmm. Just a quick note before uh, we get on to that prediction. Flowtrack also has – Jessica Hole at uh, seventh, which I think she is going to be much better than seventh at the national meet. I'm just going to leave that out there. Yeah, very true. Um, but yeah, I think Oregon women they they should get top three. I I'm pretty confident they can get top three at at nationals if they perform as they as they have done at the Pac-12 meet and at West Regionals. And on the men's side, Jake, what 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 are you taking away from? this what are your predictions for for the team titles i'm not gonna lie august i as i was watching the results of west regionals west regional is the last regional meet of the day it decides the final 
individual teams and it really is the biggest factor for those at-large bids based off of where the rankings had fallen that day Oregon men had to get fifth to make it in I mean they finished fifth it was very shocking to say the least I saw the results and I couldn't help but wonder what the heck was going on I mean Blake Haney who was at Pac-12s he was the second to last duck runner he finished 42nd. He came finished 8th at West Regionals. And, and keep in mind, West Regionals is a 10K versus Pac-12s, which is an 8K. Blake Haney has historically been known as more of a track guy. And to see him succeed Cooper Tier as the lead duck in this race and, and finish 8th, I was I was shocked. I was very shocked. Um, I mean, good on him. He's He is, without a doubt, he is the team leader uh, for the Ducks. He's been around the longest. He, he knows what it means to be a duck, and he knows kind of that postseason mentality. I mean, I talked about it in the last podcast. I mean, with Edward Cheswick years, like, they would just try to do as little as possible and then be ready for the national meet and strike. And Blake Haney, I think, got a little sense of that going into that race and finishing eighth was was crazy. I mean, then Cooper Tier was right behind him. Well, not right behind him, but he was 10 spots behind him in 18th. And then, I mean, you look at Messler again, was was really solid up there finishing 22nd. So, I mean, the men at... West Regionals, they finished fifth, they got the job done, and they, they qualified at the very last at-large team. But, I mean, you, you kind of wonder, is Oregon going to have the tricks up their sleeves again? Like, have has the magic run out? I was unsure about this team before the national meet, or before they qualified onto nationals, and I'm still pretty unsure about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw that they were ranked 12th um, by Flowtrack for teams going in. Um, that seems like, like, it almost seems like a generous ranking for them. I mean... I'm sure it's based off of the the notoriety, their performance at the national meet typically, but I don't know. I really don't know what to think of this team. I mean, I don't. Even, I can't even really tell you who their top seven are going to be. I mean, Jack Urian has also had a very interesting year. I mean, he he he's been kind of in the back for them, and he finished. He was what their fourth runner at West Regionals. Like it's just West Regionals was such a weird race for these Oregon men, and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, look at Jack Urian. I mean, he got beat by Walk on Carter Christman at the Dellinger meet, and then he comes back, and then he's up in the mix, and then he's their fourth runner at at West Regionals. So I, I really don't know what to make of it. I mean, Charlie Hunter has been pretty consistent. James West definitely hasn't been like he was the first duck at pre nats, um, and then he's been consistently like their fourth or fifth. Um, Reed Brown, I don't know what to make of Reed Brown this year. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think, August? This is just, there's so many interesting, I mean, Robert Johnson said it best, it's a hodgepodge group and it's been a hodgepodge year for them. So, I mean, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, it, they're kind of all over the place. But like you said, there is some consistency, like Jackson Messler uh, has been good and consistent for them. I, I hope they can put it together for the national meet, but I think you, you made a lot of good points that, uh, I don't really need to go over, but, uh. Yeah, we'll see. This is this is the playoffs. Do do you think so? Let's, let's kind of wrap it up a little bit. Do you think that the Oregon men deserve to be in the national meet? I mean, the last at large bids, it's it's a tough one. I mean, they got in off of the Colas system is is very very strict. I mean, there's not a lot of room for for error. I mean, they got in fair and square, but I mean, do you think they deserve to be here? I, I do think they deserve to be here. Uh, it it was close, obviously, but yeah, they deserve to be here. I think that. Oregon definitely deserves to be here. It was close, obviously, but and they, they do have talent. They have talented runners, and they just need to get a good race strategy and plan and actually execute it, which is, you know, obviously easier said than done, but yeah, they, they deserve to be here. 
Yeah, and I, I think this the biggest thing for them is that they've been doing a good job of pack running. I mean, you look at a couple of races where, I mean, there was just Charlie Hunter and, like, Reed and Jack, like, all finishing around the same spots. I mean, like, I think it was pack 12s They went, like, 30, 31, 32. So you look at them. They can pack run. They just need to get that pack a little higher up. And I'm interested to see how they do. I, I still think 12th was a little bit of a generous ranking for them. But uh, prove me wrong, Oregon. Prove me wrong. Let's go ahead. So okay, so we've kind of talked about both the men and the the men and the women of Oregon. Let's do a quick little rapid fire uh, about the teams. I mean, you look at so you look at that women's side. We talked about so New Mexico coming in at one. Oregon is ranked two. This is in the coaches poll. New Mexico coming in at one, um, and they've been consistently number one throughout the year. Oregon coming in at two. Boise State three. Colorado also coming in at number three. And then you look at just like the list of runners from there. Stanford also has been running pretty well. August. What do you think? So who give me rapid fire. Who do you think is your is your victor in the women's team race? Ooh, that's close. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the top three. Uh, so not including Colorado. So New Mexico, Oregon, Boise State. Probably leaning towards Oregon, Boise State because they're the West. And the West is West is strong. That's true. The West is very strong. Um, New Mexico does. The mountain region is not as strong. I mean, Colorado's in there, but definitely... Um, I do have a good feeling about this Oregon women's team, and I do want to say that I believe the Oregon women will take home that national title. It's going to be, I think it's going to be very close, hopefully not as close as it was a couple years ago when they took it by one point over Michigan. But, I mean, they're going to have to battle, and it's really going to come down to the strong performance from Ijore and Pajek. Um, I think Jessica Hall is definitely going to finish better than Flocek picks her at 7th. Um, she's going to have to run a really good race, so it's going to be interesting to see, but I really do think the Oregon women have the potential and the strength to pull it off. I have a lot of faith in Helen and her just, I mean, her skills as a coach. Um, and then we jump over to the men's side. I mean, you look at the top four. I mean, Washington's, I will say Washington, UW sneaking in at number six and Andy Powell doing a great job bringing a team of people that I hadn't really had much of an eye on and now they're ranked six in the nation in the coaches poll, so that's pretty cool. But you look at the rankings, Northern Arizona coming in at one, BYU two, Wisconsin three, Portland in four, Iowa State in five, and UW in six, with Stanford close behind in seventh. August, how do you feel about this men's race? Give me a quick fire. What do you what do you think? Who do you feel good about? Well, I'm actually really excited to see who pulls out this this dub. Northern Arizona ranked number one, and for good reason. They're returning their top two runners in uh who were they? In uh Matthew Baxter and Tyler Day. And those guys are fierce so i think northern arizona will take home the title i do think that northern arizona is in a prime prime position to to take the title there i do want to turn the attention a little bit to byu though they are ranked number two and i think last year the byu team definitely had a shot to take that title but they kind of got a little too aggressive at their regional meet and they seemed a little burnt out at nationals last year and i think this year Keep an eye out on BYU. Um, they definitely uh, look at the mountain region. They finished second um, at that region. They just, they just wanted to get in at that point. They're, they're a team on a mission right now. They they knew what it took to get there. They got there, and now they think they're going to put their best foot forward. But that being said, I also have a good feeling, and I think that the Portland men might be able to sneak in there and take that second spot uh, behind Northern Arizona at the national championship meet. Um, obviously that goes down this Saturday it's going to be a great great time and obviously this is this is the postseason this is why we run and this is the the great granddaddy of them all so it's going to be very exciting to see what goes down and I think that just about wraps everything up Um, August any quick parting words thank you for listening definitely thank you for listening and uh, good luck to all the teams competing Um, it's going to be going to be quite a ride well that's all we got 
Uh, signing off from the Emerald Podcast Network, I'm Jake Willard. And I'm August Howell. Have a good day. I'm Jake Willard, the engagement editor for The Daily Emerald. To hear more about the Emerald Podcast Network, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud or email us at podcast at dailyemerald.com. Thank you for listening.